<laughs> and and I realize that it's perhaps petty, but but I hear it and it just it's it's like it takes all of my attention away from the song because I'm sitting there thinking the word's not in there. <laughs> not to mention, it sounds like Andy bought you, you know, instead of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah instead of Jesus. <laughs> Who's Andy and why did he buy me? <laughs> oh, no, I'm never going to think of that the same way again. <laughs> but it's okay, I guess, because Andy walks with me, too. Andy, wa- Andy talks with me. Andy tells me I am his own. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> wow. That, that's going to be the stinger to this episode. <laughs> right at the beginning. Right there. Um, oh. Maybe that'll be the title. Andy walks with me. <laughs> welcome back to reason together the podcast for christians who think about stuff i'm thomas here as usual with my friend daniel how are you this morning doing good doing well thank you i hope i'm doing both good and well but i I know i'm doing pretty well anyway so yeah, I was just thinking about this uh, this episode in relation to our last episode, which was a lot of fun to uh, to give um, the testimony, the kind of the backstory of my mom and dad's salvation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, thinking about what had if that had not happened, where would we be? And what we're planning on talking about in this episode, obviously, is so formed by what happened there. You know, we. Otherwise, we would be talking about like, you know, our top ten pop and rock hits and whatever you know what, that we like. But probably, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, we may not actually even be talking if it weren't for that. But true, um, true. Yeah. Anyway, well, welcome uh, back to the conversation. Um, we're here, uh, you know, two Christian guys reasoning through all kinds of things, mm-hmm. and uh, today talking a little bit maybe different than usual. Uh, we're going to talk through. Uh, some of our favorite hymns, and maybe even a hymn that annoys us. But uh, mm. you have a, hym- a hymnal in your church, or you've grown up with hymns. You have ones that you like. We're going to share what we like and why. Uh, but first, we want to thank our patrons who have uh, jumped on board even months ago uh, to support us on an episode-by-episode basis over at patreon.com slash reason together. And I want to thank uh, each and every one of our patrons for your support and uh, for backing us for your encouragement. Thank you so much for helping us in this endeavor. And again, that's patreon.com slash reason together. We encourage you, if you have any feedback along the way, to uh, to give us your thoughts. Um, you know, today isn't something so much of a, of a debate or, or as much of a discussion as maybe usual where you might have a disagreement or a or another thought, but, but but maybe you've got a favorite hymn or why you don't like the hymns that we <laughs> like. Yeah. And uh, maybe, hey, feel free to yeah. throw it our way. Send, send us one of your favorites and then send us one that annoys you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 I don't know that we would be sanctimonious enough to say, oh, I get a blessing from all of the hymns. <laughs> <laughs> There's some that just get under no. my skin. <laughs> It's funny, and yeah. I don't. There, I don't know that there's much. Of course, I don't really count myself to have a fantastic memory, <clears throat> so it might be like, no, nah, there's none that really bother me. And then I get into a service, and be, oh yeah, yeah, that one bothers me. Yeah, but uh, but I know that I, I I've told you there's there's ones. Of course, I lead music, you know, and have for years, so I have my own hymnal, 
and uh, and I mark in my hymnal. And and one of the things I do is I'll actually X out certain verses of certain songs because I know that one is theologically uh, not something I want to sing. Questionable, yeah. And, yeah. And so I'll just know, instead of having to read through it every time I lead it, I'll just know to skip that one uh, as I'm, you know, in the midst of leading. Yeah. But we also have such a heritage of hymns, too, and the, the doctrine, you know, that is encased and the way that is encased in our hymns is really yeah. pretty phenomenal. Yeah. What, uh, let's maybe start this way. What is it that makes a hymn a hymn? Is okay, there a particular good. musical thing that does that? Uh, yeah, now I, I can't say I have this great explanation of this, but as I understand it, a hymn um, basically, um, this isn't going to, this is going to sound like a really dumb explanation, but a hymn doesn't have a chorus <clears throat> typically. Um, and so if you might, I see. And so I can't speak to structure, but, but when it came. Um, kind of like a man of sorrows, what a name. Sure. That, like yes. That. There's no chorus with that. Right, there's no chorus, it's just one kind of a thought throughout each verse, separate, you know, thoughts in each verse. Then you you got along you you came down the pike to um you know, the um probably the times of was it um you the 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 what they call the revivalists <clears throat> and they had these mass crusades and they had to mm-hmm. create something <clears throat> that was simpler to sing. And so then they came up with the gospel song um and as um, and I hope it seemed like I'm missing one in there, but anyway, from the hymn to the gospel song, now you added a chorus. A chorus is easier to sing, um, probably at least to to learn, and uh, mm-hmm. it repeats every time. And yeah. um, some were even made probably with children in mind or simplicity. No, not one. No, not one. You know, even though that's hmm. uh, it, you have a you have a repetition there. Yeah. Um, so it seems like I'm missing one: a hymn, a gospel song, and there's something else. But um, anyway. The going, going back to a hymn. So really, our hymnal includes more than just hymns, per se. Yeah. Uh, from a... It seems the vast majority of the the pieces in a hymnal have a chorus. So wouldn't that... Would that mean that very few of the, the songs in a hymnal are, are truly hymns? Maybe, but you might be surprised, uh, or at least depends on what hymnal you look through, um, how uh, how many don't. But I guess as I'm I'm flipping through here, you're right. There's a lot with him. So yeah, I <laughs> we don't call it, call it a gospel chorus or yeah, <laughs> call it a hymnal. Just easier to say hymnal. Yeah, I have uh, the hymnal that we use at church. I, I realized when I was looking for these that I don't have a copy of the hymnals like that at home. We have several <laughs> others, but not that kind. So I'm kind of working from a different hymnal here. Um, yeah. Than I normally use, but it's it's well, an old one nonetheless. It's called All American Church Hymnal. Yes, I, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Familiar one. with that one? Okay, mm-hmm. but the one we use mm-hmm. in church is, uh, oh, it's uh, it's actually the ones from from your church there originally. The older ones that you gave to us, Soul Stirring. That's songs it. Soul Stirring Songs and Hymns. I'm yep. so used to looking at yep. the inside, I forget what it says on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. We use uh, Living Hymns that was uh, compiled years ago, I think, by Al Smith. Um, and then another good hymnal would be John John W. Peterson's compilation, uh, Great Hymns of the Faith. Yeah. He <clears> is <throat> one of my favorite uh, writers. Um, yes. <clears throat> his songs are very rich, very full, and very sound. Yes. The- and theoretically, um, um, at least in the earlier days, um, uh, he, I mean, as far as the 
the conservative nature of him in the earlier days, but theoretically, the guy really had a mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to the, to the way he wrote, the chords he used are really neat. Yeah. Um, so, I would say one of the unique facets about him is before we get into our favorites, um, mm-hmm. is just that it, you won't find they're 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 kind of like a, a concentrated pill in some ways. That mm-hmm. some of these Good songwriters right. can say more in just a couple of phrases than most modern songwriters can write in four verses of a of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just often yeah. very power packed and, and very rich, and they use bigger words than people are used to using today. <laughs> yeah, which I'm fond of. I I, I don't mind that because you can really get a, a thorough message through in a song that you can't get through with a lot of the, you know, modern speak. <laughs> what? Well, um, oh, <laughs> I'm such a one drag. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose your train of thought? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say something, and then I was looking at something else, um, trying to... Um, oh, I was going to say about the poetry. You know, hymns, obviously, are a form of poetry put yeah. to music. Um, and I, and I, that's one of the things, as I, I think about it, uh, I know that I like uh, simple, substantive poetry. I don't necessarily call it complex poetry um, because probably if you're in the world of literature, you know, and the whole, uh, all the different forms of poetry and the haiku and the things like that, I, I look at some poetry and I'm like, I don't, I don't even get it, you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't give me much because I want it to rhyme. I want it to bounce the yeah. same. You know what I mean? I want the same meter. Um, but in that style of, poetry that you know has a has a you know an even meter and, and you get it and and there's a lilt to it mm-hmm. and it rhymes you know i like that and then when you couple that with like you said substance and they're really they're striking at really neat thoughts and they're wording them in um you know articulate intelligent ways it's really uh really yeah uh, like you say kind of power packed it's neat yeah you know which you reminded me um i actually wrote a poem recently Something I don't normally do. Hey, all right. Um, I put it on my blog, um, thomasbalzamo.com. You'll have to evaluate it and tell me if it's rich and full (laughs) or not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) It's just a thought that came to mind, and I started writing it, and and it ended up a poem. So Good. Yeah. Yeah. Now now you're the music guy. You'll have to put it to music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right maybe 200 years from now it'll be like uh oh yeah this uh this pastor in connecticut uh wrote this song yeah. and this uh guy no, in I'm, missouri <laughs> i'm actually giving it far more shrift than uh than it needs to be given it's more of a cur- current day cur- current event poem it's a, it's a poem for 2020 we should say yeah <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be a good musical number <laughs> anyway <laughs> Let's uh let's get into our favorites and maybe not some favorite hymns. What do you say? Okay, yeah, sounds good. Why don't you start us off? Okay. I'm going to start us off at the top, meaning my my all-time favorite hymn. Okay, so you're not even doing the backwards thing like no. the 10 10 9 8 7. No. Nope. You know, I'm going to start number 1. At the top. Yes, I'm too impatient. I'm going to start right at the top. <laughs> and and I I I I can't really articulate all the reasons why this is my favorite hymn. But I think maybe that's part of what makes a favorite hymn a favorite hymn is that the music of it, not just the words, but the music of it strike you in such a way that maybe it doesn't strike other people. 
Um, but uh, it's the hymn, Jesus Savior, Pilot Me. Oh, yes. That is my all-time favorite one. hymn. And um, every time we do favorites at church, well, not every time, but most of the times when we have favorites uh, at church and people are picking their favorites, since I'm the one leading the music, I don't usually pick my own favorite. But someone in my family, whether it's my wife or one of my kids, will will pick this hymn because they know it's my favorite. And... Um, I don't know why, but this, this song strikes me very, uh, <clears throat> emotionally <laughs> in some way, particularly, yes. um, the, the, the verse number three, the final verse, when at last I near the shore and the fearful breakers roar twixt me and thy peaceful rest. Then while leaning on thy breast, may I hear thee say to me, fear not, I will pilot thee. Um, so, something about the yes. hymn, it seems like a... a I don't know if there's a term for it. It's it's a a journeying type hymn. It kind of describes someone's mm-hmm. path of life, how the Lord leads them through things, uh, and how you can kind of look back and see how the Lord led. And uh, it's just a a very touching hymn, I think. It is, and and the way that it's written, um, there's something without you know getting super theoretical because I really couldn't uh, very well. But again, the chordal structure that is used and the the melody line does lend a lot to, uh, I can even kind of hear the waves in it. You know what I'm saying? Or you feel it. And um, uh, especially when it gets to that last phrase, fear not, I will pilot thee is a really, uh, it's it's well conveyed. Yeah. Something about that. It has a very maritime sound to it. I was going to say, I don't know if you've heard or thought about this before, but there actually does seem to be a, a set of of hymns or music uh, that came from a maritime or nautical um, theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, spoiler, even background. Spoiler: Those are most of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that probably ranking at the top of my list. Um, that's easy for me to think of probably about every time you say, what's your favorite hymn, um, is Be Still My Soul. Hmm. And again, that, uh, the part of it is, is the, <clears throat> the music of it to me is rich. It probably in some way, in, in part of it at least, <clears throat> is minor. And I personally uh, really resonate, I guess pun intended, with, <laughs> with, uh, with minor music. I like minor music. Um, really? It moves me. Yeah, and it's interesting because we picture minor as sad, you know. Uh, I think it obviously moves people one way or another. Whether you'd call it, whether they'd always define it as sad, I don't know. But I've heard, you know, a missionary from uh, Estonia has told me that, you know, minor over there is, is manly, it's strong, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same as it is to us in a Western context. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the be still my soul, um, the, you know, yeah, the way that it, um, the way that it conveys it, I feel like is just a rich, uh, deep yeah. way. Uh, and what it's saying, you know, thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Um, the waves and winds still know the voice of him who ruled, uh, the voice of, the voice, excuse me, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. That's a neat illusion. Yeah. You know, when they can pull in a Bible story or an illusion, like the song that says, um, um, oh, what's that? Um, are you able, um, are you able to remember when a thief lifts up his eyes, 
that his pardoned soul is uh, worthy of a place in paradise. I love that. You know how it pulls in that story and immediately connects mm-hmm. you to the thief on the cross. But <clears throat> anyway, that um, um, uh, the, the the text coupled with such an orchestral yeah. moving sound um, is uh, is neat to me. That that hymn has some nostalgia for me. Um, in particular, when I was a kid, my dad used to play these uh, radio broadcasts called Quiet Time. Hmm. And you can't find stuff like this today. Um, it was essentially just a, a man on the radio who would, uh, he had a, a hymn singer, a soloist, who would uh, sing with an organist um, mm-hmm. and, and sing old hymns. And they would, they would intentionally shoot for the oldest ones. And the intro to this radio program was that song, Be Still My Soul. They brought it oh, in wow. and brought it out with that song. Nice. And, uh, but it was a very simple structure. Uh, they would read some scripture without comment. They would sometimes read a poem. Uh, they would then have a man sing with the organ, the soloist with the organ. Um, sometimes he would recite the verse to a hymn that, that he liked, and then they would close with that song, Be Still My Soul. And, uh, and we used to listen to that when we were kids. And, and I've since gotten some of those tapes and I put them on for my kids. But that, that, that's what I think of when I think of that hymn. That's neat. Um, so you have tapes of that? You have tapes of that ep- those episodes? Did you say that? Yeah, yeah, I got them from my dad. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. What's your next one? Uh, next one is, uh, is Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, mm-hmm. one of those, those maritime hymns. 109 <laughs> in this one. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. <clears throat> Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in the, um, just the, again, I, I guess you called it what the chordal structure of it just mm-hmm. has that maritime sound, which I find the word that comes to mind is in a sense, mournful, but in a good way, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, pensive maybe is a good way to describe yep, that yep, sound. Yeah. Um, it's thought provoking. Um, and uh, particularly verse three, while I draw this fleeting breath, when mine eyes shall close in death, when I rise to worlds unknown and behold thee on thy throne, rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. And basically the songwriter just goes right for the top. Basically there's, you know, the, the Lord is a hiding place for his children all the way up to and including something as monumental as death. <laughs> So there's there's mm. nothing in life that that a, a Christian cannot hide themselves in the Lord in the midst of, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was a real a uh, thought provoking hymn. Yeah, uh, and besides the chordal structure, also I think the melodic line um, and the um, how would you even say it the, the the type of notes used, and I'll explain that in just a minute, um, lend to that nautical sound when mm-hmm. you kind of because you know if you think of a wave going back and forth, it's, it's got a certain meter to it. Um, mm-hmm. And so on that Savior pilot me, dun, 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 I can feel the waves going back and forth. Kind of well, similarly, that rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide. You know, the, mm-hmm. the use of the, uh, the dotted and then the 16th, um, the dotted, you know, quarter or the dotted eighth and the 16th, the dotted, you know, something like that. Um, that's an interesting you... thought. You wonder if uh, some of those some some old songs may have come from uh, from songs written while at sea, 
and wonder maybe what influence <laughs> their current environment had on on the, mm. the rhythm and meter that they put into their music. Have you ever heard uh, Wintley Phipps? Uh, he's a black uh, singer, and um, I've heard I haven't heard much of him, but he sang. Was it Amazing Grace? And he and it was kind of funny, but um, uh, because of the, the the color illusion, he was you know making a, a play off of that. But he was saying that Amazing Grace, of course, written by John Newton, who had mm-hmm. been obviously on the sea for years um, and had been a slave trader. Uh, Amazing Grace was can be played with the pentatonic scale, and uh, in other words, it can be played on only the black keys. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, you know what I mean. So if you if you see the black keys on a piano, there's there's sets of two and three and two and three and two and three, and so if you take one set of two and three and then one more at the top, you can play. Uh, amazing grace easily just on those black keys. Um, but anyway, hmm. um, um, next one I would say for me is uh, 100, well, it's different, different hymnals, but Beneath the Cross of Jesus. Hmm. Um, and I especially like the second verse to me. Um, Upon that cross of Jesus, mine eye at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me. And from my smitten heart with tears, two wonders I confess. The wonders of, uh, actually, in this one, this hymnal changes the words a little bit. I'm trying to think, let me think of the original. The wonder of his glorious love and my own worthlessness is how uh, the original, I think, more goes. Now this one says, the wonders of redeeming love and my unworthiness. But, uh, you know, just think of that. I'm looking at the cross, and in that, in that, in that moment, I'm smitten by these two truths, um, how amazing this is and how, you know, insignificant or how worthless I am. Hmm. So. I have, uh, I have one that <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say it annoys me. Um, <laughs> cause I don't mind the song so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more or less that it seems to be way overused and, um, actually, l- let me see if you could come up with it. If you could think of one hymn that's way overused. What comes to mind? First one. Instant reaction. Uh, leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't think that's, that's terribly overused, but uh, I'm trying to... One that's very common. Um, oh, there's a few. Yeah. But, <laughs> Victory in Jesus. Ah, okay. It's, okay. It seems to be used so, so much. And like I said, it's not a bad song. The uh, that The words are fine, as far as I know, and... The uh, the music itself is not annoying. It's not grating in some way. It just seems to be used a lot. And, and it, it's funny how certain little things annoy me sometimes. I realize that I'm, I'm a person that is sometimes easily annoyed. Um, I, I admit that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let me see if I can pull out of here. But sometimes there's an extra word thrown in there um, that, that, that people maybe forget that is not in the song. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, where it says in the chorus, oh, oh, "Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever." He sought me and bought me. Do you know the word that people often throw in there that's not in there? He, he, yeah, he, he sought, sought me, me and, he, and bought me. he bought me. People throw that that he in there, <laughs> and and I realize that it's perhaps petty, but but I hear it and it just. It's, it's like it takes all of my attention away from the song because I'm sitting there thinking, the word's not in there. 
Not to mention, it sounds like Andy bought you, you know, instead of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, instead of Jesus. <laughs> what, who's Andy and why did he buy me? <laughs> oh, no, I'm never going to think of that the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, I guess, because Andy walks with me, too. Andy, wa- Andy talks with me. Andy tells me I am his own. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wow, that that's going to be the stinger to this episode, <laughs> right at the beginning, right there. Um, oh. Maybe that'll be the title. Andy walks with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh boy, our favorite hymns. Who's Andy? Yeah, but um. anyway, I think it's often overused and and thrown in that extra word in there just kind of I don't know drives me a little bonkers sometimes. <laughs> for for me, if one got a little um, uh, a little irritating, you know, I, and I like I like depth um, in songs. It would probably and I and I give this one a little bit of a hard time. It's not that it doesn't encapsulate anything or that I never sing it, but it's just um, it's just more fluffy as songs go, you know. Yeah, and um, and that's the the song sunlight. Yes. Um, the clouds may gather in the sky and billows round me roll. However dark the world may be, I have sunlight in my soul. You know, sunlight, sunlight in my soul today. Sunlight, sunlight all along the way. Since the Savior found me, took away my sin, I have had the sunlight of his love within. Okay. Or like verse four, you're like, what? Is it, I cross the wide extended fields, I journey o'er the plain, and in the sunlight of his love I reap the golden grain. Hmm. Say, what's he talking about exactly? I guess basically that as I'm living, I'm... Uh, I'm doing my work with a knowledge of the love of God. Okay, you know, but, yeah. but to me, when you you just stack that up against, um, you know, um, a mighty fortress is our God. It's not communicating as much. And and I understand we don't, you know, we don't eat all steak and we don't listen sure. to all, uh, you know, super super you know rich hymns. Yeah. Next one, I would say for me, um, and I don't know how familiar this is to our listeners. Uh, but is a song, and I don't even know how old this is, but I, it's probably, I'm going to guess, over 100. Uh, but Jesus, I Am Resting, Resting by Gene Piggott. Yes. Um, the thoughts that are conveyed in, in this, to me, that's are amazing. It's actually on my list of favorites, too. Is it? Is it, it? Is. it? Oh, man, that's great. Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. I am finding out the greatness of thy loving heart. Thou hast, hast bid me gaze upon thee, and thy beauty fills my soul. For by thy transforming power, thou hast made me whole. Second mm. Corinthians three eighteen. You know, you as you look on the Lord, as you know, um, as in a mirror, we we see the behold the glory of the Lord, and are changed into the same image. Yeah. Um, that makes uh, that makes actually you wouldn't think so, but it makes a good quartet song. Um, yeah, when, yeah, I can when. See, uh, yeah. When we were teenagers, there were some guys in our church who would get together and sing. Sometimes it was a quartet. Sometimes there ended up being like six of us. But uh, um, we sang that song one time. So that's kind of where that song brings my mind every time I hear it is that Mm. time when we sang that as a Mm -hmm. quartet in church. And it kind of works very well, it seems, for that. Good. Good. What's your next one? My next favorite one is the hymn, One Day. Yes, you know okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason it tells a story. Exactly. That's exactly why it's one of my favorites is because there is a progression in yes. in the story that takes you through Bible doctrine. So it begins in the first verse, one day when heaven was filled with his praises, 
one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt amongst men, my example is he. So it goes from uh, his his incarnation in verse 1. In verse 2, it skips down to him going up Calvary's mountain, right? So it goes then to his suffering. And then verse 3, um, <clears throat> uh, it says here, one day they left him alone in the garden. One day he rested from suffering. Free angels came down over his tomb to keep vigil. Hope of the hopeless, my Savior is he. So it goes then basically to to a, a moment when Jesus is kind of not on the scene. He's in the tomb. He's in the grave, right? And everything is quiet and still mm-hmm. as could be. And then verse 4 he says, one day the grave could conceal him no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose over death he had conquered. Now has ascended my Lord evermore. So now he goes through the resurrection uh, mm-hmm. and then here mm-hmm. the ascension, all in the same verse. And then verse five, he goes, to, one day the trumpet will sound for his coming. Uh, so yes. now he's, he's yeah. going into eschatology here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so just there's this progression and it follows... Uh, a chronological order of Bible truth. Um, and it's a powerful sounding hymn too. As it far is. as the it's music neat. itself, uh, one day he's coming, oh glorious. Very powerful hymn. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. That's that's one, yeah, you can't just like, if you need a if you need two verses to get you to something else, you don't pull out one day because if you skip a right. verse, you're like, well, what? you know, you kind of took something yeah, out you, of context. You got to be prepared to commit to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next one for me, uh, Oswald J. Smith wrote a song, Deeper and Deeper. Um, hmm. And uh, and I guess maybe our listeners are going to go, yeah, I can definitely see uh, <laughs> Daniel's flavor of song here. <laughs> but, uh, um, it, it, of course, it's about that. It's like deeper and deeper I go into different things. Um so like the first verse is, into the heart of Jesus, deeper and deeper I go, oh, seeking to okay. know the reason I can why he now. should love me so. Yeah. I was trying to place why it, he, now I can hear it. Yeah, figure out why he should stoop to lift me up from the miry clay, saving my soul, making me whole, though I had wandered away. Well, the second verse says, into the will of Jesus, deeper and deeper I go, praying for grace to follow, seeking his way to know. Verse 3 says, into the cross of Jesus, Deeper and deeper I go, following through the garden, facing the dreaded foe, drinking the cup of sorrow, sobbing with broken heart. Oh, Savior, help, dear Savior, help, grace for my weakness in part. Uh, Into the joy of Jesus, deeper and deeper I go. And then verse 5, into the love of Jesus, deeper and deeper I go, praising the one who brought me out of my sin and woe. And through eternal ages, gratefully I shall sing, oh, how he loved, oh, how he loved, Jesus, my Lord and my King. So that's a neat song. I mean, that's probably again, one that not melodic line. Not many are familiar with. Yeah, I'd imagine that's maybe the least uh, yeah. familiar. Yeah. yeah. Along with the, maybe that Jesus, I am resting, resting. I don't know how much people know that one either. Hmm. Um, good. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see. What do I have next? This one, I, I wrote next to this one, Questionable. Okay. Um, because I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I don't know that I have a fully developed opinion on it. Um, but the hymn by Isaac Watts, We're Marching to Zion. <laughs> um, it, it, interesting hymn. Um, the chorus says, We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. <clears throat> 
obviously Zion is a is a reference to Jerusalem, is it not? Uh, that's what I would say. Yes. So in the hymn, is he trying to liken the word Zion to the New Jerusalem? Uh, um, is that what he's yeah, doing? Yeah, or I would even just say to uh, like kind of a victorious eternity or something would be maybe. Hmm. Uh, I don't, you know it's. Um, let me see. Come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known, join in a song of sweet accord and thus surround the throne. Um, let those refuse to sing who never knew our God, but children of the heavenly king may speak their joys abroad. The hill of Zion yields a thousand sacred sweets before we reach the heavenly fields uh, our, or walk the golden that, that's, streets. That's the verse so in particular that I'm wondering. Okay, so he's referencing golden streets. Right, and, so and he's singing about beautiful Zion. So he must be likening this to the New Jerusalem. Um, okay. So this okay. is somewhat of a a, a kingdom uh, song here, is it not? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's basically he's 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 putting a reference to if you want to call it New Jerusalem, or but basically heaven, eternity. What you know, I'm basically we're marching through this life onto yeah. you know what God has for us in the future, which is glorious. Yeah, um, and. Yeah. So there's cause to there's cause to to rejoice and uh, to praise and things like that. So I don't necessarily have a problem okay. with that. There's a, I just wondered if that's know, a good comparison to make. Yeah, I don't. Uh, interesting, you know. I, of course, I guess you could kind of we could get technical on the eschatology of it in the New Jerusalem yeah. and who's going to dwell in the New Jerusalem right. and are we only going to dwell in the New Jerusalem and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I don't ha- personally sure. have a problem with it. Some people, even when you look at, uh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, there's a couple hymns that reference the crossing of the river. Yes, I, I was going to um, bring that up next, actually. The Jordan. Okay. Yeah, right, the Jordan. Well, you know, it, in true, if you're really going to create uh, an accurate overlay, crossing Jordan isn't crossing into eternity, it's crossing into victorious Christian life. Correct, yes. Um Hebrews but, you know, we say, four, right? Okay. Um, but when you go, <clears throat> but, you know, but the, the, they use it that way. And so I guess I'm not mortally offended by it, but I just yeah. think that's not really accurate. Yeah. You know, I... Well, I mean, to, best. To, to maybe be slightly pedantic, the, the golden streets that he references in the song are particular to the New Jerusalem, whereas the mm. third heaven is, is different uh, mm. Right? I mean, we often don't make a distinction. We think that heaven will have golden streets. Well, the yeah, third heaven good, good is is, is a separate uh, thing. The New Jerusalem is what comes down uh, yes, during yeah, the, the millennial period, and that is the place where there are streets of, of pure gold. And I think I've noticed that before, but I bet, you know, you saying that, there's probably a lot, there's people raising their eyebrows like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so commonly attributed to heaven that they have streets of gold. Yeah. But we've we've kind of actually taken that. We've sort of blurred that line. Yeah. That analogy there. Yeah. All right, where do we leave off? Is it your turn or my turn? Uh, I think it's my turn. You mentioned that, okay. that we're marching oh, to yeah, Zion. Yeah, this, right. this is one that I enjoy. This is just, it's an enjoyable song. It's a fun song to sing. It's a fun song to lead. And I'll tell you, like, a, a, a personal secret of mine. You ever get... Um, like a tune in your mind, and you're just like, oh, get that out of my mind. Yes. I, it just sticks in there, and you want to get it out. 
this is my go-to song. I just decided on this song a while back, you know, a few years back. It's like, this is my go-to song. If I need to flush something out of my mind, I'll sing this song. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I take that. Um, so, and it's the song, My Redeemer. I will sing of my mm-hmm. Redeemer and his one. Um, from a leading perspective, it's unique in that the, cor- the verse uh, is in one meter and the chorus is in another. It's not a difficult transition. It just, um, um, anyway, it's just an enjoyable song yeah. all around. Hmm. And, uh, and it's just, it is about singing about my redeemer, what he's done for me. And, um, uh, and just a solid, uh, so nice that's song. your, your earworm killer song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So in, in addition to me liking the, the old maritime hymns like uh, Jesus, Savior, Pilot Me, and Rock of Ages, one I didn't mention also was uh, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. Yes. Right? Which is... Uh, oh, yeah. I love that one. Uh, very uh, um, evangelistic motivation song <laughs> that, that, that we are the lower lights that are burning along the shore so that yes. wh- whoever is in the ship can see what side of the harbor the lighthouse is on. That was the purpose of the lower lights. Um, cause if you got a single light on the shore, right, you don't know which side of it, the Harper's at the left or the right, especially mm-hmm. if it's your first time there. So the lower lights would direct you to the Harbor side. Um, but in addition to the maritime songs, uh, a, a lot of the other hymns that I like are, are, um, soldier type songs, militant songs, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. am I a soldier of the cross? A follower mm-hmm. of the Lamb. Um, Very simple but cogent. I mean, the must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of it, you know? Yes. Are there uh, no foes for me to face? Must I not stem the flood? Is this vile world a friend to grace to help yeah. me on to God? Rhetorical question. If the obvious answer is no. <laughs> this world is not a right. friend to grace. But I must soldier on. I'm a soldier of the cross. Yes. Not a long song, but um, but kind of you know, pungent and, and just direct. Yeah. And what, it's one of those yep. songs that lends to modulation as well. Um, mm-hmm. so like each verse can modulate yep. higher, yep. uh, in a way. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a powerful hymn. Yeah. Yes. I know our pastor really likes that one Yeah, too. What, what other soldier, do you have another soldier one there? Uh, let me look down the list. <clears throat> uh, a mighty fortress is our God. Maybe not particularly a soldier hymn, but I have that listed here next to Onward Christian Soldiers. But uh, the two Mm. of them kind of have a a similar um, battle-type picture. There's a fortress Mm. here, and I'm running into it for safety, am I? Yeah. Um, A mighty fortress is our... That one was... um, Was that another Isaac Watts hymn, that one? That's Martin Luther. Martin Luther, Um, okay. Yes. I get my old guys confused. And that's... Man, that's a powerful one... Um, when he's talking essentially about Satan, you know, one little word shall fell him, and yet yes. uh, all power. Yeah, anyway, that's a yeah, that's a powerful song too. Yeah, I w- one that I think um, I thought kind of least deserves honorable mention <laughs> on my list. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's a favorite, but I mean, I because I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of hymns. I really do. Um, but is the song "More Love to Thee"? Mm. And I don't, prior to, um, you know, say 10 years ago, uh, maybe, maybe, well, maybe it was more like time flies. Wow. Maybe it's 20 years ago. Uh, I don't know that I you know, thought about it a whole lot, but when we, my wife and I made our first recording, we, 
um, uh, in some form did this song, and I want to, maybe it was her, maybe she did like a ladies trio of it where she overdubbed herself, you know, and did all three parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, and, and one part of it stuck out to me and I just came to love that. Um, but in more love to thee, it says verse number, um, well, let me read verse number two. It says, once earthly joy I craved, sought peace and rest. Now thee alone I seek, give what is best. This all my prayer shall be, more love, O Christ, to thee, more love to thee, more love to thee. But then I loved verse three, said, let sorrow do its work. Send grief and pain. Sweet are thy messengers. Uh, to me, seeing sorrow and yeah. grief as messengers. S- sweet are thy messengers. Sweet their refrain when they can sing with me. More love, O Christ, to thee. I love mm. that. Um, wow. When when you can use those things in my life to bring me to a place of saying, God, I want to love you more. You know, yeah. they're your messengers. They're my partners, and it's just really that's powerful. Yeah, good. Um, I have one more here that's, that's really detestable yeah. to me. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> oh, no. I have another couple of favorites. Maybe we can rush them in before the end. But, yeah. uh, this is one of those hymns where I don't, I don't even necessarily remember the words to it. It's, it's solely the music that just gets under my skin. It's something about this hymn makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> ring the bells of heaven. Do you know? Okay. It? Yeah. Ring the bells of heaven. There is yeah. joy today. Every time I hear that hymn, I picture whoever's singing it, like prancing around a Broadway stage in tights. Um, there's something about <laughs> I'll that be hymn. Sure that not just... to lead that when you come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't do that if I come visit. <laughs> but there's That'd something. Be a picture we could do it now. Yeah, there's something about that melody that just, it's unnatural. It just does something to my brain. I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. It's my kryptonite. If you want to cripple me to my knees in church, just start playing that hymn. Oh, and and when I was in college, it was so overused there. They would do that hymn all the time, and it just drove me nuts. Because it's lively, peppy, rejoicing, blah, blah, blah. And, I, I, well, I, lively, yeah. peppy songs don't bother me. It's just something about that melody where it's lilting. Da, 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 da. Just, I don't know. It just, ugh, I'm getting mad here just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that Tom is a black belt now. But if you ever meet him in a, in a dark alley, your best defense is to say, Ring the bells of heaven, there's joy today, for a wanderer has been reconciled. <laughs> and then as he crumples to the ground in a fetal position, no. then you quick jump over him. <laughs> and escape. Oh, no. Must get okay. earplugs. Uh. <laughs> um, as, before we get to your last favorites there, um, I would just mention, you know, as we're critiquing some... This is something that uh, somebody brought out years ago to me, and I think it's valid, and I, I don't make an issue of it when I lead it. I just personally sing a different word, and all it is is simply the changing of a word um, that, to me, makes it more accurate. But in that... Um, oh, let me, I think I think of the right one here. Um, is it, my Jesus, I love thee? No, 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 no. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Um, 
What's the what's the song where he says um, uh, his his blood was spilt? Um, oh, hmm. uh, I was thinking it was by Jesus, I love thee, but I guess not. Um, maybe it's something like that. Um, oh, anyway, you got any other one. lyrics that that might help? Uh, not right off the top of my head. Um, I can picture it like it's at the end of a phrase, and <laughs> it's like remembering oh, the verse okay. on the page yeah. of the Bible. But um, anyway, the the idea of Jesus' blood being spilt kind of sounds uh, can sound to some people like accidental, like it hmm. was spilled instead of he shed it, like that was intentional. Yeah, um, huh. and so anyway, so and that's a pretty we're, subtle we're distinction. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you know, yeah. So it's not <clears> like a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to cram in a couple of favorites here. Um, yeah, another go ahead. one that I like is uh, uh, that song "My Sins Are Gone." You ask me why I'm happy, and I yeah, will tell mm-hmm. you why. Praise God, my sins are gone. Uh, the mm-hmm. old fashioned revival hour quartet did a rendition of that with Rudy Atwood as the pianist. Yeah. Um and uh that that's just a fun song. Uh and it's and it's a good song. Good 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 words to that. Do you have um, the recordings uh, the those remastered recordings of the old fashioned revival hour quartet? Yeah, I think there are. I think you can find them. The, there there were there was two or three by SMS here years back, but um but uh, I'm not for sure if they're available anymore. I would like to I I, yeah. I had seemed like I had one at one point and I really enjoyed that recording. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. Speaking of SMS, I've been trying to find a Christmas song that they did years ago. Mm-hmm. I have it on cassette from years ago, but I cannot find a CD or a digital of any anything related to this song that SMS did. That song, See Amid the Winter Snow. Wow, you got me on that one. I don't. Uh, I'm not familiar with the song, but I'll I'll see if I can look into it. And oh, it's a great song. And the SMS uh, men's chorus did a really great rendition of it that I think is better than anybody else's. But wow. I can't find it. I even emailed them through their website, but I haven't heard anything back because um, okay. I'd like okay. to find that. <clears throat> um, anyway, <laughs> one of my final favorites is is uh, the song "Christ the Lord Is Risen Today." Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, super strong song. Christ the Lord is risen today, and then it goes into the Hallelujah there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really great hymn. And then I'll give you one Christmas song to finish with, um, and then if you have one more, we probably got time for for another rushed two or three. Um, Hark the Herald oh, okay. Angels Sing, in my opinion, yeah. is the most doctrinally rich Christmas song yeah. that is written. Yeah, I changed my mind. Um, <laughs> no, no, um, I don't know that I could. As I'm thinking of it, I don't have all the text right in my mind. I'm going to look it up here. But yes, um, there is one of those that, uh, and I think it's that one that I, I agree. Boy, the the, the 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 phrases in it, you're like, whoa, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> There's so much um, said in a short period of time. Yeah, let me look at that here. It says. Um, the one I'm thinking of, um, um, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold yep. him come, offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Um, okay, let's see. Hail the do, son of do, righteousness. Do you see how much doctrine adored. is in that one verse? 
And there's just so much yeah. in there. Every yeah. phrase right. seems I mean, to have a doctrinal idea. Yeah, right. Hmm. Yep. And I, that guess, that's actually not the one I was thinking of. There was... Um, oh, okay. Um, I like, too, I think it's... Um, well, uh, maybe there's a couple here, but the Angels from the Realms of Glory, uh, verses 1 through 3. Yeah. Um, let's see. Of course, it, call, it talks about it talks to different groups of people. That's kind of the fun one about that song. Uh, angels, shepherds, sages. Yeah. You know, so it's speaking each verse speaking to different um, different things. But like verse two says, God God with man is now residing. Yonder, yonder shines the infant light. Verse three mm-hmm. says, um, Seek the great desire of nations. Um, we have seen his natal star. You have seen his natal star. That's not the one I'm thinking either. Oh, either way, one of my. Go ahead. Go ahead. I enjoy. There's a song in the air for a Christmas, uh, for a Christmas song. Oh, really? Um. <laughs> what? That statement. Oh, really? Like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Not, uh, not verse three, but uh, um, is that the one? There's a song uh, that has a. A really moving backstory. Um, I want to say it's Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Um, what really about about peace? Uh, which one is that? I'm flipping through the hymnal here. Um, how about Thou didst leave Thy throne? That's kind of neat too, but. That's a good um, one. Is it was your original one that you said Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Yeah, that one is the one I think is the most doctrinal Christmas song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that is doing the big 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 loop here. Um yeah. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Mm-hmm. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah. it's got. Or, or how about this phrase a... from verse four? Adam's likeness now we face. Stamp thy yes, image in its place. Second Adam Second from above. Adam. Yeah. I mean, you just there's yeah, yeah. in one phrase yeah. he packs in a whole doctrinal thought. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Who is who? Who authored that one? Charles Wesley. Um, okay. Okay. No um, surprise there. And uh, the music, it, it says here, if I'm looking at this right, by Felix Mendelssohn. Felix Mendelssohn. Okay, nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Classical composer there. Yeah, classical um, composer. Um, the one I'm thinking of, uh, but with uh, Longfellow, I think, is um, um, uh, it's this piece. Um, then da 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 I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. If you read the backstory to that, the loss of his wife. Now I don't know that they know the exact timeline, but you can almost follow in the song, you know, the death of his wife, how how everything looked bleak to him. Then I don't think I've got that song in here, but. Basically, it gets, was it verse three? You know, it just sounds like it's kind of all worthless and doom and gloom or something. And then verse four, then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. 
um, you know, that, that he, he was able to find his way through that and, um, and, yeah. uh, you know, find joy again. So, okay. It's uh, official. I am in the Christmas mood now. Yay. <laughs> it's December 9th. <laughs> ching, 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 dashing through. Oh, <laughs> well, that gets us off track, doesn't it? I mean, it's just honestly, I, I, I do, uh, I do dislike, um, and I'm sure there's thousands with me on that, you know, but how much distraction there really is to Christmas. It's just become so yeah. marketed and so distracted and so secularized. And, uh, and I get it that, you know, honestly, even, in the beginning, it was, you know, probably the the celebration of it was somewhat pagan uh, in that, you know, Constantine bringing over, you know, pagan thought and kind of marrying it to Catholic thought, <clears throat> things yeah. like that. But I think there's still obviously warrant, if we want to, to uh, celebrate, you know, <clears throat> when God sent the Redeemer um, in, in the uh, incarnation. Yeah. But... Um, you know, what it's become today and just what it is to people like, whoa, just step back and uh, yeah, enjoy it. Like what we have in the hymns here, you know, what we, we've taken a, a minute to, they, they help to focus you on the event and, and that speci- specifically that one you mentioned, the, um, the doctrine that's packed into that story and, uh, you know, that centers on that event, you know, or whatever saying he was incarnated. So the second Adam came from above to, you know, do this and give us this and to, yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. Uh, I have, have a, good to have songs like that. I have an encouraging story that I heard this week, an encouraging thing I heard about, um, perspective on, on Christmas. Um, it's a yeah. simple story. I don't want to oversell it, but you know, it's something I heard this week that was encouraging, but we'll have to share that in the after show. Yes, indeed. Yeah. If you would like to get the after show bonus episodes, you can go over to patreon.com slash reason together. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash reason together. Sign up at the elite level and you'll have access to our entire library of after show bonus episodes, uh, including the one we'll have today. Yep, and I'm going to say that it may not be too late. I know we're creeping up on uh, Christmas Day here, but you're wanting your uh, relatives to uh, to sport the Reason Together podcast uh, T-shirt, mm-hmm. then you could still order one of those now and uh, possibly have it delivered by Christmas. Possibly. Depends on when you order. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm talking about today that we're recording, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But All I know anyway. is that the guy that prints the T-shirt just has a truckload of things to do. So, <laughs> yes, right. And just just put in the notes that you want it personally delivered to you. <laughs> uh, okay. All so. right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, on this episode. A different episode today, but I thought it was fun. Um, we're going to continue the conversation yeah. over into the after show. Uh, but thank you for being here. We are encouraging balance, developing perspective, and connecting faith to practice. This is Reason Together. <laughs>